Thank you, Brendan, and uh, good morning, afternoon to all of you. Uh, thank you for taking the time. Uh, as Brendan said, really, uh, for your coverage of us and uh, for your time this morning. Um, happy to answer questions and talk about not only this year, but uh, certainly the, the last few years for, for the Galaxy. And um, as we head into what is a crucial offseason, uh, we're spending quite a bit of time um, evaluating, uh, evaluating everything. Uh, and that starts with me. And certainly, uh, I hold my hand up and take responsibility not only for uh, the results that are not up to our standard for this year, um, but for, you know, the last couple years. And uh, we are spending a great deal of time, I am spending a great deal of time uh, evaluating myself, evaluating our decisions. Um, and I know that the, when we look at this, uh, the responsibility does not fall on a coach. Um, we all have responsibility in this. And um, in saying that, uh, I am confident and hopeful for our future. Um, I've been with this club for 13 years, um, and I know what it stands for. And I have seen um, really great times here um, and also challenging times. And as we uh, build into this as we build into what is another offseason. Um, we have to continue to progress the things that we view as uh, very positive and have to get right the ones that are not. And so, um, yeah, we, we, uh, we look at all of that and we take it into account and then we plan for what is to, head, what is to, to be ahead and for our future. So uh, with that, I'll pause and, and happy to take questions and um, discuss anything that uh, that you would like to discuss. Maybe Chris will go with the first question with Kevin Baxter. Kevin, go ahead. Hey, Chris. Nice mask. Hey, Kevin. Thank you. Nice to uh, nice to hear your voice. Thanks for doing <clears> this. Um, you know, you guys have tried a number of things over the last four years to sort mm -hmm. of turn things around. You've gone through, as we know, four coaches, three general managers, sixty-six players. And you haven't got the results you wanted. You talked about looking at everything. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? I mean, if, if the players have <clears> done, the coach, the general manager, what, what other options are there? Well, you know, Kevin, it's a good question. And, uh, you know, coming off of uh, what was a, a dynasty or uh, at least a successful regime with Bruce and um, then, then changing into something else and understand the question and, um, you know, I'm looking at myself first and foremost, and how can, how can I be better and how can we be better? If you look at some of the, the clubs, and MLS is much different than it was five years ago and ten years ago, um, and you have to get the pieces right and have the right people working, um, and there are some good things that we have. I mean, Dennis has come in and, and laid a foundation that I believe that we can build upon, um, and that we've started. We saw some success last year, um, and this year just it, it wasn't good enough. And I know that it goes back to uh, 2017 and 2018, but uh, we are here now, and, and we have some very good pieces. I also understand that uh, a lot of those things that you don't see every day, um, and when you're laying the foundation and, and the first team results are what we're all uh, ultimately judged by, and when you have a season like this and, and it's not good enough, then uh, you have to move forward and you have to take the pieces that, that were good 
um, that can build, and then you have to change the ones that uh, unfortunately are not. And so uh, I know Dennis is, is hard at work, and, and we are hard at work every single day to, uh, to get this club back to where it, where it deserves to be. Are you happy with Dennis and the job <clears throat> that he's done when you're looking at changes? Uh, is it fair to say Dennis is safe, or is everything on the table at this point? I mean, look, I, I think Dennis has done a very good job laying the foundation for what we have. Um, like I said in the beginning, though, I, we all have to take responsibility for uh, what isn't good enough. And, and you've heard Dennis hold his hand up and say uh, he has responsibility. I certainly have responsibility, too. And so, um, you know, this is sports. Um, and we're all judged by the results that you see on the field and on the court. And so... Um, I don't know if safety is, is a word that any of us uh, hold dear, but, but we work every single day. Um, and he works extremely hard with his team, um, looking for a new coach and trying to uh, keep the pieces of the roster that we have that we can build around and, and change the ones that, we, that, that he thinks that we need to improve upon. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. We'll go to the next question to Damian I'm good, Damien. How are you? I'm good. Um, you were talking there how, how, how the league has changed, and, and, and we've all seen how teams like Philadelphia has used their academy to, to get where they are, and also you guys as well. But have, have you seen – have we seen enough of the academy, of guys going through the academy to the second team, to the first team? Have you – or should, we, should there be more guys ready to take that next step? Uh, it's a good question. I mean, I know that everyone right now is, is looking at Philadelphia and they're, uh, they are the team and deservedly so. Um, and they, they charted a course and they stuck with it, um, through valleys and now, uh, ultimately the mountaintop and, and we have to create our, our own vision because LA is certainly different than, uh, the Philadelphia union. And, Back to your question, um, we're just at the front end of seeing some of our academy players come through um, and earn first-team minutes, whether it be Julian or Efra. And, um, you know, we saw some, some great success with, the, with our second team this year, and the academy is, is well-structured and um, I think poised to really contribute to our club. Um, it's not going to be the only tool that we have in our toolbox, but it's something that we uh, definitely need to take bigger advantage of, and, it, and it's one of the pieces that is, um, that is really positive, and we look forward to uh, continuing to invest in it uh, and to realize uh, what should be a great potential in it. Thank you, Chris. We'll go to Paul Tenorio next. Paul, go ahead. Chris, um, can you walk us through the, the process that, that you're going to undergo in hiring a new head coach? Is is Dennis leading the coaching search, and then once he finds the final candidate, you know, goes through a vetting process with you and ownership? Um, is it a group process? Who, who's kind of in charge with, mm. with this hire? Good question. Uh, and hey, Paul. Um, it, our process with the coach is very similar to our process when it comes to um, a designated player, for instance. Dennis is leading that, and Dennis has created a profile um, and a list of candidates that we're at the very beginning stages uh, of starting to look through. Um, and once he goes through that process, he will, you know, will obviously have a discussion with me and we bring it to ownership, which is, uh, which is Dan and Phil for approval. Um, and this process will be no different. Um, he, he has started that and uh, look forward to sitting down with him and discussing and seeing where he's at, and then we'll take the process from there. Thank you. 
just a quick follow up on that. 2020 has been such a weird year. We don't mm. really know what 2021 is going to look like. Mm -hmm. How does that impact the timeline for bringing in a coach? Is it something you want to do before the end of the calendar year? Assuming yeah. that the, the schedule will be somewhat similar or, or does it get extended? Yeah, I think the, the reality is we don't know. Um, and we, we haven't known what's uh, around the bend with this, uh, with the pandemic. And there, there isn't a specific timeline. We haven't set something that says by, you know, the, the new year we need to have a coach because we have to build. We need the right coach. Um, and that's been the only focus that we've had. And so taking the requis requisite time uh, to look at all the options. And, you know, you mentioned the pandemic. It's also very difficult to meet with somebody in person. I mean, I'm sitting across from you guys uh, with a mask on. And so that has an impact as well. Um, you know, with scouting and, and certainly with uh, trying to meet and trying to interview coaching candidates. So uh, it's not normal, uh, but we feel confident in uh, the process that, that they be, they've begun to work through. And um, again, the importance is finding the right coach and, and not necessarily a timeline. We'll go with Scott French next. Scott, go ahead. Good morning, Chris. Hi, Scott. Um, I, I can't speak to how things are seen within the club, mm. but outside of the club, uh, the idea is that uh, this has been a club that has not seemed to have a culture since Bruce left. Mm. And, uh, and part of that may be that Bruce is such a strong personality, uh, biggest personality in any room, that he kind of set the culture when he was here. Mm. And when he left, it left a void. Um, that doesn't seem to have been filled. I, I, it's, it's difficult to say what is the Galaxy's culture hmm. at the moment. How, yeah. do you, how do you repair that? How do you, uh, how do you project the culture that you want to have? Hmm. What, are the, what are the steps you have to take, and, and how do you see that? Yeah, really uh, kind of interesting and fascinating question, and uh, I, I agree with some of that. And, and you said it. When, when you have a coach... Um, that has been here for so long, and when that coach is, is Bruce Arena, uh, he establishes that culture. Um, and the culture of the LA Galaxy, even when I looked at it from the outside, um, was always something that, that I looked up to. And having um, seen it firsthand on the inside, I believe it's something that needs to return to this club. Um, and the identity of players that are currently playing for our team um, the identity of past players that have come through here and past coaches um, that have had success. And uh, we need to reestablish and get some of that back. And so uh, to answer your question, I think it, and again, Dennis is going through this process now. It has to do with uh, myself. It has to do with Dennis. It has to do with uh, the coach that we hire. Um, it has to do with the type of players that we bring in um, that can uh, give our fans and give people like yourself the, the view from the outside that uh, that looks like an LA Galaxy team. Um, and that is the objective, and we spent uh, a good deal of time speaking about that and, and charting a course in, in terms of how to retrieve that. Well, thank you, Chris. We'll go with Larry Morgan next. Larry, go ahead. Hi, Chris. Thanks for talking with us. Today. Hi, Larry. Um, uh, Actually, kind of a two-part question, but how often have you asked yourself where and why has this gone wrong over these last few years with all the team's struggles? How has that really eaten at you, so to speak? Daily. Uh, you know, I, I wake up every day trying to make our club better. 
Um, and even moments that we've had success, uh, I spend time thinking, how can we improve? Um, and moments when uh, we're in the valley, that doesn't change. It doesn't change how I work and how I think and uh, how I approach um, you know, the, the responsibility that I've been given at this club. So um, yes, it's, it's daily. Um, and it's not just because uh, of where we are, uh, it's just how I am. And I think the, uh, the effort and the responsibility that um, is, is demanded of me. So um, this club has, has given so much to the community of LA and, uh, and our supporters and, and they've given back. Um, and so we have the responsibility now to uh, put a team and a product on the field that represents that. And so uh, it, is a, it is a daily process and something that, that we work very hard at. Thank you, Chris. Mm -hmm. Go with Edward Gawich next. Edward, go ahead. Chris, uh, thank you for taking the, the time to, uh, to talk to us. Um, when you guys uh, get a high-profile VP, you guys obviously take into account uh, what the player can do on the field and also on the on the marketing side. What do you tell those fans, those frustrated fans that think that you guys are spending too much money looking for those high-profile designated players and instead of focusing on having solid players in all positions and, and a balanced team? Yeah, we, we need a balanced team. I, what I will tell you, and, and there's no way to, to show this, that the marketing aspect of a player is, uh, is way last in terms of, of what we look at. And, um, you know, we had, you know, a global icon here in Slaton, and um, that really had, had nothing to do with, with the discussion around it. And similarly with, with Javier, uh, with Chicharito, and um, you know, they looked at a number of forwards and Dennis can walk through the process. And if it was a name that uh, I had never heard of or that, um, you know, our marketing team had never heard of, uh, that would have been the player that we, we would have gone after. Um, through the process, it ended up uh, Javier for, for a number of reasons. And uh, again, marketing is last. But to, to the last part of your question, uh, we certainly need a balanced team, and it's one of the one of the way that that our league has changed. Um, in that, you can't have one player, two players, three players. Um, that that certainly um, will will make the team. You need a balanced roster. Um, you need you need players that contribute day in and day out. Um, and if you look at even the past three, four, five years, and clubs that have done uh, very very well, they've gotten that contribution. And so. Um, in terms of, of our process, there, there's no uh, mandate for uh, notoriety or things like that. I think those days, are, those days are gone. Now, being the LA Galaxy, it certainly attracts um, a different um, profile of player where those players do come to the table. And uh, all that is put and evaluated, and, and eventually um, our soccer group uh, comes back with a recommendation that we go and get approval for. Thank you, Chris. We have time for two more. We're going with Katia Castorena. Katia, go ahead. Thanks, Vicky. Hi, Chris. Uh, two questions. The first one, uh, you mentioned trying to find the right coach. What does that look like in terms of uh, the qualities that, that you want to see in a coach that reflect that vision and that mm. culture that you guys want for the club? Mm -hmm. And the second question would be, like, when you were a player, you experience firsthand as well like a challenging time when you had big names as DPs and then um, 
you didn't make it to the playoffs. So from from that experience that, mm. that you lived with, uh, as a player, what can what did you learn that you can take on now in, in your position as president to kind mm. of like make it better? Mm -hmm. uh, to the first question, I, I'll let you know Dennis speak to to the profile of a coach. But what I will tell you is. Um, you know, he spent an incredible amount of time and we have researched what is successful in our league, uh, what is successful with our club and, and what type of, of, of profile do we need to, to lead us um, in 2021 and beyond. Um, so I'll let him speak to that. On the other side, uh, trying to take lessons that I've learned both as a player and, and in my role now and certainly lessons that I've seen um, over 23 years being a part of this league, um, and, and there's some great lessons in it, and there's lessons certainly that we can take from the last couple years. And, um, you know, as it relates to your question with big-name players and them coming in, it, it goes beyond just big-name players. Our, our league is very unique, uh, and sometimes it takes uh, players time to adapt. Um, some adapt very quickly, and others it takes a little bit longer. And so uh, there is a fine balance between having the patience to kind of wait through that and kind of, uh, walk people through what is sometimes a, a transition process. And so, um, you know, I lend that experience, but certainly we have people uh, here that are, that are talking and speaking to our players every day, and, and you have to continue to work um, and surround them with the right pieces so that they can be successful. We'll go with Daniel Schwarzman with the Daniel, go ahead. Thank you. Hi, Chris. Hello. About the, the investment and the performance of Chicharito, mm -hmm. uh, could you say so, something about the, the, the fans that they're not, not happy right now? Uh, I know it's been complicated, a lot of injuries, but anything to, to the fans about the Chicharito? Did they, they were expected something something else? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a difficult year for Javier. Um, you know, I'll let kind of Dennis speak to the to the performance on the field. But what I will tell you, and I know you've seen it in the last couple of weeks, and it didn't impact our season. Um, I know that. I spent a while with Javier a couple weeks ago uh, where he came and we sat down and, and he very passionately um, laid out where he is. Uh, I'll leave that to him to, to speak more, but um, it was a position of responsibility and of commitment. Uh, commitment to the club, commitment to me, commitment to our ownership, um, and, and most of all, commitment to his team and to the fans. Um, we saw glimpses of that uh, over the last two games, and again, it didn't have the impact uh, on our season that we wanted, but it certainly gives hope for uh, what he can provide for us going forward and for the future. Uh, with his history, he is a very good player, um, and he can score goals in our league, and he can be successful. And so uh, we look forward to him retur returning and regaining that form. Thank you. We'll take one last one from Alicia Rodriguez. Alicia, go ahead. Thank you. Uh, hi, Chris. Thanks for taking the time today. Hi. Uh, you mentioned earlier uh, the good season that LA Galaxy 2 had, and I'm wondering about the future of, of that team. Um, there's been rumors that many of the teams that are controlled by MLS in the USL are going to be dropping down a division mm. or uh, leaving the USL set up entirely. So I'm wondering, is there any consideration about the future of uh, LA Galaxy 2? Are they going to stay committed to the USL championship? Or are they going to go to a different division? Uh, what's the plan for the future? Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, we were very proud of the progress that they made, not just because of the results, but because of how they did it. Uh, we are committed to USL in playing in the championship next year. Um, we have found that that competition 
um, is the right level for our kids that are coming up, and, it, and we're seeing the improvement. Uh, and again, it, it, it takes time for that to show up on, on the first team, um, but our commitment is there. Uh, I think more broadly, um, our commitment is, is to the development of our academy, and, and certainly uh, Galaxy 2 is a big piece of that and the last step before the first team. And so uh, from ownership on down, we feel that we've created uh, a good system that, that we're sticking by. Okay. I'll start with sort of the same question I asked Chris. Um, the team now has gone through four seasons uh, of a struggle. You've changed players 66 times. You're the third general manager. There's been four coaches. Um, it, it seems as if the problems go a little bit deeper than that. Um, how do you, you know, when it's, it's just changing a coach, as you guys are trying to do, that's kind of easy. But when you have to go that deep in the organization, do you have to just throw everything out and start all over again? Is there a foundation that you can work with? Well, first of all, I think um, just changing a coach or changing players, like you perfectly mentioned, doesn't really bring you a definite solution. I think we need to go even a, a little bit of a step back on, on even what Chris discussed with you guys just now, on having a much more clear and better evaluated idea what is our identity and what is our protocols. Uh, I heard the question about the lack of culture, which I think is a fair question. Uh, the, the league has changed dramatically, obviously, over the last, I would say, five to ten years. So to go to earlier stages of, of the galaxy is something to be proud of, but it's not something to rely upon on how to go forward, and that is the, the, um, the path to go forward. I think uh, within a, a professional organization, the most successful organizations are very recognizable, and I think that is something in the last few years, and I can speak for last year and this year, obviously, and... And like I said, being held responsible for that, uh, that is something that has lagged dramatically. I think being very recognizable doesn't go to just having big-name players or just playing offensively. Or It has to do with an entire club structure. It has to do with an organization. It has to do with more in-depth scouting. It has to do with clearer player profiles. It has to do with how you want to be seen and how you want to be perceived as a first team, which is the biggest piece and the most important and, and reliable piece to be judged upon. And those discussions are, are, are going on right now. And I think it, it does take a little bit of a step back based on, on your comment, which is pretty fair and very fair, to be honest. So much overhaul and so much change. Uh, the easiest thing is just to keep changing. And you can bring in a new coach, and you can bring in a ton of new players, and you can bring in a new general manager, and you can do whatever you want, and you can overhaul the entire academy again. I don't think that that's not the solution. I think we need to take a step back, and we need to take, even uh, with people that really relate to the galaxy and know what the historic capital is and what, what we should look like, create a more sustainable and, and recognizable uh, picture of, of what our club is about because you can win you can lose and you can tie games in the end you need something to fall back for on when when things go a little bit sour and I, I feel strongly that in the last years and the last two years that I've uh, been part of this has been very difficult if things go a little bit sideways which I think this year on every single angle uh, you can put in arguments why why things haven't been good 
but you have to have uh, things to, to, to fall back on. And I think that is something that we need to create and we need to be very, very due diligent about more than only saying, now this is the coach and these are a couple of new players and we'll just see where it ends up. Thank you. We'll go with Damien Calhoun next. Damien, go ahead. Hello, Damien. Um, you were, uh, one thing Chris uh, brought up was the, um, I think he said the roster, sort of trying to get a balanced roster, I believe he said. Where do you think this roster lacks um, that balance right now? Um, and what areas do you think you'll be, be focusing on as you go into the offseason? Well, I think if, if you go by this year, which uh, is pretty easy to see, and even last year, uh, there hasn't been any consistency. We haven't given up. We haven't had any defensive balance, and we were far too vulnerable when attacked upon. And I think in transition, it has to do with a lot of things. It's not only the defense. It's the style of play. It's the style of how you want to defend, in which zone you want to defend, and how you position your team based, based on, a, on a system of play. It goes even a step further what, how you want to be perceived, like in the other question. I think it needs to be much more consistency and, and in-depth analysis on how we want to play and what you want to play. It's, it's, it's pretty easy to say, okay, we need a, a better centre-back because that is not a, the only issue. Because even if we're attacked upon, we're playing through our midfield and, and, and some of our forwards need to be our first defenders. Where do we recover the ball and when we have the ball, what we do with it? I think it needs to be a more clear idea than just the overhaul of some players and, and bringing in the man of the moment. And also, um, with, with, with the success down at G2, um, I know it's different this year getting guys to move up with the quarantine rules and everything, but do you expect a lot of those guys to get first-team chances next year? Um, like, 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 they, like the kid, uh, Augustine Williams, who's like the, one of the top scorers down there? Yeah, well, one of the things, to be honest, and, and is a very positive in this year, and I'm very proud on is the protocol that we start and the process that we started last year even uh, with bringing in Juan Carlos Ortega to run our uh, methodology and our developmental area. Uh, I think this year, in a very difficult year in their development, because it's not only training to be developed as a player, you need to compete. And some of the players on the first team roster uh, were actually... Uh, scheduled to compete in second team games and it's a highly competitive a a environment in USL for young players and I think with going forward in that decision for the moment that's the right decision now there has been players that have shown great promise I think with opponents like Las Vegas, San Diego, uh, Sacramento, Reno, um, Orange County obviously I think a lot of players this year, young, young players, have, an, have taken a little bit of a fast track in their development. But you need to be careful also that, um, that going forward we don't throw them up into the first team just because they had a good season in, in the second team. There need to be good arguments, but I'm uh, completely aware of, of the great uh, strides forward that we made in, in the second team, in the academy. Uh, I think there's a clear playing style, there's a clear culture, there's clear something that, that I think going forward will bring a lot to this club. There's young players that we were able to sign to either USL contracts or homegrown contracts, and it's something to be proud of because some of the talents that we had before, they, 
they weren't able to keep him here. And now I think talented players such as Jalen Neal, Marcus Verkrenes, uh Mauricio Cuevas for sure, Augustine Williams, uh, Johnny Perez, just to name a few, Adam Saldana, are players for the near uh, or immediate future that would have to be considered in a developmental path uh, and, and going forward, hopefully, impact in the in the first team roster. But that's uh, talking a little bit of a of a longer process, obviously, because they're very young and and they're in a initial stage of their professional development. We'll go with Paul Tenorio next. Paul, go ahead. Thanks so much. Thanks for doing this, Dennis. Hi, Paul. Um, as you as you go through this search. Um, how, how much are you looking abroad? How much are you looking domestically? When you look at the history of coaches in this league, um, traditionally, actually, domestic coaches have been more successful, Tata being the big exception. Um, and, and, and obviously, Tata came at a, a high price with a, a pretty distinguished resume. Um, how, how do you weight that in your search? And, and uh, what are you looking for in the next head coach of the Galaxy? Well, we've uh, first of all, we received obviously a lot of calls and, and people that are interested. I think, uh, like I said in the other question, we take a step back and, and evaluate what is a coach that fits to our current, first of all, needs, and second of all, of a culture that we're trying to create. I think if you go to uh, a first team, there's, uh, there's always been high success with high-profile players. Um, I think that in the last uh, two years, we've also shown that uh, Southern California is a is a place where talent can be scouted, can be nurtured, can be developed. So I think that's part of the process that we're going forward. Not in an extreme way, but I do think it gives a great identity to some of the uh, games to see players that are local, just such as Efrain Alvarez or Julian Araujo or Ethan Zubek on the field. And part of our coaching search is, is somebody that, that is willing and is capable and is proven to work with that. Uh, on the other hand, this is a, a, a great responsibility and, an, 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 and a good project. Uh, I, I, I think that uh, in our evaluation process, we need to be looking at, at coaches that are um, hungry, that, that have eagerness to make something out of this. I, I know that Los Angeles and the Galaxy is something glamorous, but people that work here need, and players and staff and everybody involved need to work here for the right reasons. This is something that needs to show much more ambitions than we've shown in the last year. Needs to have, obviously, the, the, the qualities of a, of a coach that can lead this process in the, in the right way and can build upon. I do think with your question about foreign coaches, I think you have to you have to admit that knowledge of the league and a tie into the league is is something which is very valuable. You see it in the in the yearly standings. You see it in the coaches that that have success in this league, and obviously something to to keep on the table as as we go forward. Okay. Go ahead. Hi, Dennis. Um, Hi. On staff, you have a coach who knows this league, who knows this team, who has won in this league. Uh, will you be considering Dominic for this job? Uh, if not, why not? Uh, first of all, 
openly I would like to thank Dominic for, for the willingness to, uh, to take the team in the last stretch in the season. Uh, knowing Don, Dominic as educated and as loyal and as a good human being, it was a challenge for him obviously being on Guillermo's staff and then taking over. Uh, he's very much liked by the players. He has a great resume within the league, and it, it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be fair for me to say that he's obviously not taken into account. Obviously, he's taken into account. He's one of the most winningest coaches in the league. Uh, but we have to uh, take that in 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 a step in in a calm way when we can sit down and and also uh, hear his as part of the story. But first of all, I, I, I'm very grateful of, of him taking the lead in the last few games that uh, more so the first two were very positive. Oh, thank you, Dennis. Thank you. Hello, Adam Adam, go ahead. Dennis, uh, a couple of questions uh, for you. You talked a lot about uh, club culture um, and also the winning tradition the Galaxy have had. In 2020, you know, how would you describe uh, that culture as you look to uh, make this job um, desirable for coaches and, and players, um, and then I'll follow up after. Well, I think desirable to be at the Galaxy is is for sure. The the amount of, of people that, that have reached out and want to be here, that is good. Now it's our responsibility uh, how we evaluate that and for which reason they come here. Uh, I think in the last year, with the instability we had, uh, at some point, obviously, looking at in a, in a more objective way at our roster, I think we completely underperformed. Uh, results show for that. There's not a lot of things to hide behind, and there shouldn't be anything to hide behind. You should be honest, and you should take responsibility, which doesn't mean that you're being stuck in the past. You have to go forward, and you have to move on, and you have to work hard, and you have to be the diligent. Now, I think one of the important things is that we have to look at our club, not as me as a person and bring in a personal project that will save the galaxy. No, the galaxy needs to be in a position based on its historic capital, which has always been a winning franchise with great support from the ownership, with people that uh, look forward on, on seeing the team, with, with players that draw attention. Uh, young kids that look up to the kids that, that come through the academy and, and have a role now on the first team roster. And I think build from that. And obviously the people that lead that on the technical side, which m first and for foremost and with great authority are a head coach and his staff. So we need to be careful and, and do our due diligence and take uh, some time from now, hopefully until the end of the year, to, to make the right decision. As you look towards 2021, obviously we don't know how it's going to look or when it's going to start, but as you start to come up with, with your roster, um, are those processes already uh, in place in terms of what you're looking for and uh, who you might be looking for? Yes, I think it, 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 it obviously goes a little bit hand-in-hand hand with the with, uh, choice that's being made for a head coach. Obviously with the authority and uh, a big input on, on players that... Uh, are on the roster, the positions that need to be reinforced, uh, looking at the possibilities internally that we have to resolve certain problems. I think that those are all the questions and the discussions that we need to have in the upcoming month, months. Um, 
the environment and still being under uh, a lot of restrictions with traveling, um, which are there all for the right reasons, I must say. But that doesn't make it it doesn't make it easy. It, I I always like to have a more personal connection to people that I hire. Might it be staff, might it be players, and the process and protocols that we went through. For example, for the Mexican Federation to come up with Tata Martino as their head coach, we visited everybody at their house and had a good environment to discuss a lot of things. At this moment, and I think everybody on the call goes through the same thing, it's not the same as having a Zoom call uh, and getting an impression than really sitting at somebody's dinner table and go over all kinds of things even beyond soccer. So it does, well, ha it does have an impact, the current state, but... As for everybody, it's the same, and we'll have to go with where we're at, and, and, and it is what it is. So we'll, we'll take the right decision based on the current circumstances also. Dennis, thanks for taking the time. No problem. Uh, yeah, I guess if you can lay out specifically what the club's goals are this offseason uh, when it comes to player personnel rather than the coaching search, you know, what are you guys targeting? What do you hope to achieve? And how much flexibility do the club have by way of you know roster mechanisms and whatnot? Well, there's a few. Before being very specific, there's a few things that tie into that. Obviously, the coaching search is, is high priority because a coach needs to be comfortable and needs to sign off on on certain player personnel moves. Now we have a few players that end contract. We have players that we can take their options. We've had some, even in, in tough times this year, we had some, some, some upsides. We have to take some decisions on, on bringing back players and, and it will show up by itself which positions we're, we're looking for. And we'll go through that in, in our due diligence. Uh, started to reevaluate our scouting processes, be much more thorough on uh, administrative processes and how we bring in players and, and looking for the future to build a better core of players. Uh, now, this is not easy. We don't know even when the season is going to start. There's, uh, there's a different world out there, international transfer market-wise. Uh, but we need to take advantage, and we need to be, we need to be as good as, as we can in the current circumstances. Now, there is a whole lot of things to think about. Next year, for international duty, there's going to be an enormous amount of events as from day one in 2021, just to get everything going with qualifiers, World Cup, um, Euros, Gold Cup, uh, Olympics. So we need, we need to do our due diligence also, that we're not left with a hole in every, uh, in every FIFA day that's come along, or at least have the backup plans as, as solid and as, uh, as good, so we can obviously and, and can compete, and we need to compete. There's no way that after a year like this, and after a decent start in my first year, that we next year we won't compete. We have one last one in English with Gio Garcia. Gio, go ahead. Hey, Dennis, how's it going? Thank you for doing this. Hey, how are you? Um, I know you had uh, recently mentioned that uh, Pavone was interested in staying with the LA Galaxy. I'm just curious to know, like, how the conversations are going with Boca Juniors. Have you made an offer for Pavone? Have they declined any offers? Can, and then I just have a quick follow-up. It'd be a little bit difficult to communicate anything publicly, obviously, on where we stand. But I must say that uh, Christian's intentions uh, are very solid on, on staying here. Uh, I think it speaks for itself that the club is happy with his performance. And I must also say that when the deal was done, 
uh, and he ended up playing the last part of, of, of last season and this entire season. Transfer market and everything around international transfers has changed dramatically. So from both ways, we'll find uh, hopefully a, a good solution in the upcoming weeks and, and we'll inform you accordingly. Um, and then how eager are you in, interested in bringing a coach before the end of the year? We know that the, tra the winter transfer window is in January and I know you just said you want to make those decisions with the coach. Do you think you'll make a coaching decision um, before the next year starts? Basically, on, on taking a coaching decision, I think it's such a high importance decision. I wouldn't put a timeline on it and I wouldn't put ourselves or as an organization under pressure to it needs to be before a certain time. We need to take the right decision. If it takes a week longer or two weeks longer, uh, obviously there is a lot of decisions being taken towards the roster and players and scheduling and preseason and uh, possible preseason camps. But things like that obviously take a minor uh, importance than, than the, the, the decision on how we're going forward as an organization with somebody that leads the the, the the technical side of things, which is the coaching search. And uh, to pin ourselves down to a certain timing or whatever, I think it wouldn't be fair, not for us, but also for any coaches that uh, that are out there and, and might be available. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Denis, tú conoces bien a Javier Hernández, fue una apuesta muy importante para el equipo del Galaxy, pero las cosas no se dieron como se esperaba. ¿Por qué crees que pasó esto, además de las lesiones, y qué es lo que esperan de él ahora que él ha manifestado públicamente de que está comprometido con la institución para volver a su mejor nivel? Hola Fer, un gusto saludarte. Uh, pues más allá de, de buscar argumentos, para nosotros que no ha funcionado o que no ha sido lo importante. Creo que para cualquier jugador nuevo es un reto cambiar de liga, es un reto cambiar hasta de continente. Uh, yo creo que el, el tema de adaptación no se dio en este año uh, de inicio. Fue bruscamente uh, roto por el tema del, del, de la pandemia que ha sido un reto, yo creo que no para nosotros, pero para todos, en conectar mejor en temas personales, en temas profesionales. Creo que ha sido difícil el, el tener dos lesiones, el, el, eh, lo que me da eh, la esperanza y, y mucho gusto es su compromiso en las últimas semanas de, de estar físicamente de la mejor forma. Entiendo que no nos ha salvado ni nos salvó la, la temporada, pero el, el, la intención y el compromiso que ha mostrado en las últimas semanas, también a nivel mostrado futbolísticamente en los últimos partidos, da esperanzas que, que, que hacen pensar que va a ser un jugador importante aquí en la liga. Uh, el, el hecho él que emocionalmente también está más asentado, que esa es su liga, ese es su club, el club lo respalda, lo buscamos para que funcione y que sea realmente el Javier que conocimos de hace muchos años con toda la ilusión y, y el talento que tiene. Eh, creo que el haber metido tantos goles en, en todos los equipos donde ha estado, no, no creo que se le ha perdido en, en su mudanza. Yo creo que este, este chip lo tiene y es activarlo y, y, y ayudarlo de la mejor forma para que funcione para él y, y en, obviamente directamente para el equipo. 
Con esto que me dices, Denis, entonces Javier se queda con ustedes para la próxima temporada, porque ya ves que ha habido muchas especulaciones sobre su salida hacia otros lares. Sí, aquí Javier eh, pues tiene contrato. La verdad, eh, estamos trabajando para preparar de la mejor forma su desempeño el próximo año y creo que con toda la intención de su parte y, y con la actitud que tiene de, de triunfar acá hay que, hay que respaldarlo y, y obviamente eh, ver su mejor versión el próximo año. Gracias, Denis. Vamos con John Rojas, John adelante. Hey, Vicky. Um, gracias, Denis, por el tiempo. Hola. Hablaba, hablaba usted ahora del tema de, de Cristian Pavón, pero la información que llega de Argentina es que eh, Boca estaba buscando que eh, el contrario, el préstamo que se, que se vencería 31 de diciembre, como ya Galaxy no necesita utilizar el jugador, se pueda cortar para que el jugador se sume a Boca y esté jugando la siguiente ronda de Copa Libertadores, que sería básicamente el 25 de este mes. ¿Es eso una posibilidad? ¿Es real ese, ese elemento que se está analizando o está fuera de, de cualquier consideración? No, 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 es un tema que se ha hablado formalmente, ninguna solicitud, ninguna petición y es más, no es un tema en lo que estamos pensando nosotros, nosotros estamos pensando en, en la buena relación que tenemos con el club y, y al final de cuentas dentro de las condiciones que podemos tener y, y ojalá tener la continuidad de Cristian acá. Vamos con Daniel Schwartzman, de Tudén. Daniel, adelante. Gracias, Vicky. Hola, Denis. Eh, suenan muchos nombres para el próximo director técnico. Digo, además de Dominic, suena por ahí el Vasco, el Piojo, Osorio. ¿Podrías tú aclarar un poco, esclarecer esos rumores y también sobre el perfil de coach que buscan, si es prohibido que hablen los dos idiomas? Mira, la verdad suenan muchos nombres, no nada más de jugadores. Es un equipo muy atractivo en, en todos los sentidos. Creo que Uh, es un proyecto importante, es una ciudad preciosa, con una afición espectacular. Uh, el dueño, obviamente, que ha mostrado en, en lo largo de los años que ha ayudado mucho y ha, ha, ha respaldado mucho el equipo. Uh, más allá de eso, uh, no sería lo correcto de mi parte de entrar en, en rumores o, 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 o hablar de entrenadores y menos cuando están bajo contrato en otros equipos, más hasta un falta de respeto. Y yo creo que hasta no tener uh, un poco más análisis y tener más tiempo en, en evaluar nuestra situación, pues no, no vamos a hacer ninguna lista de candidatos, ni mucho menos. El perfil de, del técnico lo estamos elaborando, lo estamos analizando en base de los resultados que tuvimos, en base de la historia del club, en la actualidad del club también con sus jugadores jóvenes, con los jugadores que actualmente tenemos en el plantel, en la actualidad del MLS con sus restricciones y sus uh, particularidades en, en cómo trabajan aquí y cómo funcionan aquí los reglamentos. Entonces, en un conjunto, ese es uh, el paso a, a seguir para, para tomar la mejor decisión del técnico que va a dirigir este proyecto. Gracias. Gracias, Vicky. Denis, gusto saludarte. Hablabas de, del perfil del técnico y lo decía Chris, que después de, de lo que fue la época de Bruce Arena fue complicado, quizá eh, han pasado varios años, pero después de haber tenido una cultura muy fuerte y, y ha faltado un poco eso, ¿es lo que se busca a partir de, del técnico, un técnico que pueda venir a establecer una cultura de nuevo que, que 
vea esa, esa visión del club. Y, y la segunda pregunta, bueno, ya lo mencionabas, pero en, en el tema de, de Pavón, el, el jugador dijo que en sus redes sociales que mejores cosas están por venir, decía que él quiere quedarse, si no se buscaría otro jugador designado, ¿cómo, cómo está un poquito esa situación hasta donde nos puedas informar? Mira, del, del anteriores procesos uh, de técnicos no puedo opinar mucho, porque yo, la, la verdad no tenía ninguna injerencia, no, no estaba aquí. El único que puedo expresar que el, el gran respeto que existe no nada más en el club, en lo personal y en la liga para alguien como Bruce Arena, que ha tenido mucho éxito acá, uh, en, en, en crear en base de las expectativas y, y la necesidad que tiene el club, pues obviamente hay que crear una cultura, una identidad y una la filosofía que va a la par con las expectativas que existen en el club, que es competir. Yo creo que este año competimos muy abajo de nuestro uh, nivel um, por muchas circunstancias, sin quitar ninguna responsabilidad, ni, ninguna uh, injerencia a nadie. Y, y bueno, este va obviamente en una decisión de, en algún momento, eh, esperamos más pronto que tarde, asignar el entrenador que va a liderar este proyecto, pero no nada más es, uh, es en, en dirigir el primer equipo, tiene que tener apertura para todos nuestros procesos, nuestros protocolos, conocimiento de la liga, pues es un paquete bastante completo, no es fácil dirigir en esta liga, Uh, no es fácil adaptarse en esta liga, es una liga que ha crecido enormemente, uh, no es la misma liga que hace 10 o 12 o, o, o 15 años, los ves en todos los equipos que, que son sumamente competitivos y hay que ser muy respetuoso a eso y, y obviamente elegir bien. En el caso de Cristian, pues él mostró uh, en todo su desempeño y en su compromiso con el club que realmente quiere pertenecer acá, depende de muchas cosas y depende de un proceso administrativo y, y una relación que en estas semanas vamos a explorar con Boca, si haya posibilidades. Como bien sabes, el mercado ha cambiado mucho, la pandemia ha afectado a muchos, no nada más a, a la liga, pero también en los dueños individuales y obviamente el, el, el trato y el, el, uh, el convenio en su momento que se firmó, se, se analiza, pero obviamente las circunstancias actualmente con todo lo que hemos vivido en este año y, y, y el momento uh, que viven económicamente en algunos clubes, pues es diferente que hace 18 meses. ¿Se busca negociar el precio entonces? Vamos a buscar primero acercarnos y, y cumplir con el deseo del jugador que se queda acá y vemos las posibilidades y también las intenciones de Boca en, en este sentido. Gracias. Vamos con una última en español, con Salvador Pérez. Salvador, adelante. Gracias, Vicky. Denis, eh, ¿cómo Hola. estás? Te saludo desde, desde Guadalajara, en México. Eh, espero estés bien. Qué buena ciudad. Eh, eh, ya has hablado un poco de, de la situación de la Galaxy, ya has hablado un poco, de, un poco de los jugadores, ya has hablado un poco del tema de Cristian, ya has hablado un poco del tema de Javier y se ha hablado en muchas ocasiones, pero tú en tu persona... Eh, con todo lo que se vivió en este año, lo complicado que fue, lo que, lo que se vivió con el cambio de Guillermo, eh, ¿cómo, auto, ¿cómo haces la evaluación, cómo haces una autoevaluación auto de, tu, de tu gestión? Y si has podido platicar con Dominic, si has hablado con Dominic, si te ha manifestado algo, si ha pensado él en quizá en mantenerse en caso de que no, 
de caso de que no se consiga el entrenador la próxima temporada del Nice. Pues gracias por la, la pregunta. En, en principio yo creo que una autoevaluación, pues la verdad no creo que ni sería ni el momento ni, ni correcto y trato de mantener en, en todos los sentidos hace años cierta humildad y, y, y un perfil más de trabajador y de tratar a, a través de un gran intensidad de trabajo conseguir resultados. Uh, en muchas ocasiones he dicho que tenemos cosas muy positivas el, el, el año pasado, cuando fue mi primer año, y este año, pues la verdad no hay mucho que presumir. Y más allá de eso, pues dejaría una evaluación a la gente que lo corresponde y que lo compete, y, y no me gustaría abiertamente poner uh, cosas en, en la mesa de que por qué este salió mal o por qué salió bien. Pues es un tema para alguien más en, en definir. Y la segunda pregunta, ¿qué fue? ¿Perdón? Te preguntaba de, del tema del Dominic. Dominic ha ah, ya, ya. En, en diferentes ocasiones eh, que ha estado en el internato, pero si sí has hablado con él eh, de la posibilidad de que se quede en el, en el caso de que no se consiga el entrenador para que se no, la verdad, en, en, en lo que dije, que, que muy agradecido con Dominic en tomar la responsabilidad en los últimos días de la temporada para, eh, obviamente, manejar una situación muy complicada, que con su experiencia y con, eh, con su calidad de ser humano y, y, y calidad profesional lo manejó en una forma muy buena. Eh, Dominic, eh, igual como todos, Uh, se fue unos días a descansar a su casa, empieza trabajos con este fin de semana que hay uh, un evento de visorías y ya, ya habrá momento de platicar más largo y entendido y más a, al fondo con él de sus deseos, de las posibilidades en el club y, y qué podría ser para adelante. Pero antes que eso, estamos trabajando mucho más firme en... en qué es realmente la cultura que queremos, qué es realmente la identidad que buscamos, qué es realmente la filosofía que necesitamos para obviamente no estar aquí en un año y, y, y tener un, un mal año. Tenemos que apurarnos en eso y empieza con eso y luego uh, buscamos las, las personas que encajan en este proyecto. Gracias, Denis. Denis, muchísimas gracias por tu tiempo. De nada. Saludos a todos.